My life was ultimately shattered when a drunk driver hit his head on at 100 miles an hour, leaving me absolutely hopeless. But God met me in a tangible way in my teenager years, and I've never been the same since. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Lay. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution, God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Lay. Hi, this is Evangelist John Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show. And we're going to talk about real people who have real problems, but found answers and a real God. And today we're going to talk about how sometimes in life, really bad catastrophes can happen that threaten to change our future direction in a negative way. In our last show, Jake Friels was telling us about a very unexpected event that happened in his life where his family's vehicle was struck by a drunk driver going 100 miles per hour that killed his dad. Now, Jake and his dad had a very close relationship. His dad was the main spiritual kind of guide for his whole family and really was like the rock person for their family. And this incident injured his family so bad that he lost strength in his faith. He started living a life that was opposite from his faith. And Jake started numbing himself with alcohol, girls, and drug use. He found himself at such a low point that he really was not feeling good. He felt all this guilt and this shame. He was describing in our last show about how five minutes of something that he thought was good ended up leading to years of feeling bad. And the years of guilt and shame just kept compounding. Jake, welcome to the show. Anlay, just so glad to be here and continue this conversation with you. Absolutely, Jake. Jake, let's get right into it. When you are feeling all that guilt and shame, which I think a lot of people can relate to, you know, from that lifestyle, where did that ultimately lead you? You know, to be honest, guilt and shame leads us to one place, and that's to be in perspective going, I'm never going to be any better. I can never get over it. So therefore, I might as well just keep doing more. And it just becomes this vicious cycle of just more and more and more. And, you know, like we talked about last time, just in the sex world alone, it wasn't just sex wasn't enough, then pornography. Well, then pornography is not enough. So then it needs to be more than one partner. Well, more than one partner is not enough. So it just keeps going down a trail of deeper, darker And then you get to a point to where now you're so disgusted with yourself that you're like, I don't even want to be here anymore. I don't even see the value of my life anymore. And that's where ultimately guilt and shame will lead us to suicide. You know, Jake, that's really interesting when you're saying that because a lot of people in this world would say, hey, when you have all that, the drugs, the sex, the rock and roll per se, you know, when you have all that, then you will be happy. But here is a testimony of where you went that route and it didn't make you happy. It made you so depressed that you wanted to end your life. Now, how did life change after this moment when you had an understanding that, you know, your life wasn't headed in the right direction? You know, God intervened in that moment of not allowing me to actually hit my truck into another 18-wheeler head-on, killing myself the same way that young man did when he hit my family. Oh my gosh. Wow. He intervened and just gave me a choice. Be honest with you, he gave me a choice. He said, you don't want to do this right when I was going to turn the wheel. And I heard a small, quiet voice, not a booming, loud voice, but just in my head, heard a voice 
that said, you don't want to do this. And I agreed that night and I said, you know what? I don't. Mm -hmm. And from that moment forward, God began to put people in my life that actually walked a real Christian life. They didn't Mm -hmm. talk the talk. They weren't hypocritical and just going back and forth and back and forth and saying they love Jesus and then partying on the weekend and then <laughs> saying they love Jesus and then doing everything else there was. Yeah, He put people in my life that would genuinely love Jesus and they had so much joy, peace, life, hope. Like I just said, I want that. I don't know what you have. I don't know what's different with you, but I want it. Wow. You know, going back to that moment. And I think many people can go on these crossroads where it sounds like you planned that moment. You're in your vehicle in that moment. Yeah. You had that plan. I'm going to end my life and I'm going to do something similar like that other young man. And I'm going to plow into an 18 wheeler and end your life. And when the Lord just really spoke to you for you not to do it, I think that's so powerful, you know, because we come to these moments where we're not really sure which way to go. And some people would say, oh, well, it's just your conscience. But it just sounds like that God really does speak to those yeah. in their moment that they really need it, you know? Yeah. And that's what happened for you. And that's a praise God thing. But let me ask you a question here. So after this life change experience, and you said that you wanted Jesus, how did you find Jesus? Yeah, I think for me, it was like I said, I met all those people that truly genuinely loved him, but then they started talking about them being filled with the Holy Spirit, or some people say baptize the Holy Spirit, or some people say encountering the Holy Spirit. It doesn't really matter to me. All I heard was Holy Spirit, and they had joy from it, Mm -hmm. and they had life from it. And I said, whatever that is, I want it. And so I went home and I remember I told my girlfriend, I said, I'm not going to sleep with you anymore. I'm not drinking anymore. <laughs> wow. I'm not anything. I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to pray. I'm going to do whatever these guys tell me to do because I want what they have. Wow. I saw their life and I saw what they carried and I wanted it. Mm. And so I ended up getting on a mission trip a couple months later. I was in the Tenerife Islands off the West Coast of Africa And the whole time I thought to myself, though, what am I doing? Why am I on this plane? Like, I'm an idiot, you know? (laughs) I don't know anything about the Bible. I don't know what to (laughs) tell people. You know, I've been in church my whole life, but couldn't tell you one sermon. Wow. And and here I was in the reality of doing the advancement of the gospel through preaching on the streets, through people that hadn't heard the gospel ever in their entire life. And there I was. And God literally met me there. Mm. And I began to feel this tangible presence come over my body, like a lead weight when you go to the dentist. That's all I can explain. Mm. And it was this heavy presence over my heart and my life. And it lasted like seven, eight hours. And I got to the dinner table that night. And I'm just so consumed with what is happening to me. Why am I feeling this weight on me? And then all of a sudden, it's like, I can explain like a wind blew across the table, hit me in the chest, and something enters my body at a rate that it felt like somebody gave me a shot of adrenaline, and life just enters my body. I'm telling you, like, when I say joy and peace and just this, like, swirling of life, (laughs) and I just asked the question, I said, what is this? And I heard that same voice, and that same voice said the same thing. This time, though, he goes, I love you, Mm. and you're my son. And I want you to choose this rest of your life. And I just lost it. I was crying so hard at the end of that table because I finally tasted his presence. I tasted the overwhelming power of the Holy Spirit. And that changed everything for me. I mean, I literally went from addicted to drugs, pornography, sex, you name it, self, just everything about me 
to I'm leaving it all radically running with Jesus, cold turkey, all of it, and took off running. Wow. And the next day, I literally just ran into bars, back alleys, wherever people were that were drinking, doing drugs, whatever it was. And I said, I'm going to get my people. (laughs) And I said, because I've got to. Amen. Now, Jake, let me ask you a question. This is good. This is what somebody here I feel would be wondering, because it's kind of like you had the experience with alcohol, the drugs, the sex, and that all has a type of high. Yep. But then you get the Holy Spirit and it sounds like... Better. It's like a, a better, better high. It's better. A better high. And, and <laughs> it's so much better. Okay. So, let's describe that. Like, yeah. what is the differences you would say between the two different highs? Yeah, I would say this. The moment of the peak of ultimate peace and joy can be sustained for a lifetime. Mm. When you get high, you're coming down. When you get drunk, you're waking up with a hangover. When you have sex and it's not in the way God designs it, you wake up with shame, guilt, depression. Every time you access Holy Spirit's joy, peace, love, all of what He offers, you never come back with a weight, a guilt, a shame, and it continues to perpetuate you forward. Wow. And there's always more. Wow. There's always more. Amen, Jake. And that is so true. So many people are on the wide road which is saying like all that other stuff is what we all want. And you know, this Christianity stuff, it's fake, but no, it's not fake. It's actually more real. It's the alcohol, it's the drugs and the immoral sex. That is the fake. The realness is the Holy Spirit. And that's what I really hear coming from you. And I just hear that that is what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. So Jake, it was such a blessing to have you on our show. And actually, we can all learn more about your ministry and having this experience with the Holy Spirit by going to heartofmanycolors.com. That's heartofmanycolors.com. And Jake, I know that someone's life is going to be different if they go to that site. And already just from hearing this, our lives are changed. So Jake, thanks so much. Thank you so much for having me. Hold tight. I want to go a little deeper right after the break. Hey guys, it's me again. Let me be real and upfront with you. People are calling in and getting saved and set free by the power of the gospel that is preached on this show through powerful testimonies. I remember one night I was working the phones and a man in about his 30s called in. He was a business owner who was addicted to cocaine and he was living in California. He said he was driving and he heard our show about a former drug addict and he felt convicted that he wasn't living his life right and he gave his life to Jesus that very night. To me, this is a powerful reminder that God is moving through this real and raw show to touch the lives of others. Will you help us reach other cities all across America? You may be able to donate maybe $5 a month, maybe $10, some of you $25, maybe more. Anything helps. Help us to spread the gospel to America as we are believing for a great harvest of souls for the kingdom of God in this time and in this era. But we can't do it without you. Don't just sit there. Go to AwakeningTheNations.com and join the movement to get these testimonies to help others. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show where we're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what are you thinking about this? Honestly, to me, this is an amazing testimony of how he was so in pain inside and he was just trying to survive and numb himself with alcohol, girls, parties, but then he found an answer. And you wouldn't ever think that for someone who is partying, that deep inside, there's pain that is manifesting in a negative way. I mean, I didn't think that when I was partying in my atheist days. And you know, what's interesting is all of that didn't bring any healing into his life. The pain from losing his father was still there. How many of us can relate to that? 
Have you lost someone? Are you secretly hiding the pain inside, hoping no one will know? And maybe your approach is just to ignore it. Maybe one day the pain will just disappear, will just go away. Maybe one day you'll just magically get better. But as life goes on, it isn't getting better. Your life is maybe getting worse. And if that's you, I want to urge you, turn to God. How? Turn to God. He has the power to not only understand your pain, but He has the power to heal this pain in your heart. Nothing else does. The Bible states something fascinating. Psalms 34, 18. The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and saves such as have a contrite spirit. Did you know that when that bad thing happened in your life, the Lord is near you? He's near you right now. But you need to have a contrite spirit. And that contrite spirit is a sense of remorse. It's almost penitence. It's basically saying to God, I can't fix it. I need you, Lord, to fix it. And we always try to fix it ourselves. But it's repenting of that so that He can. Let me pray for you. Father God, we just come to you and we have pains inside our hearts, Lord. And we're all trying to fix it ourselves and we can't. So Lord Jesus, we repent and we turn this pain to you to bring that healing. We ask for that healing in Jesus' name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony. And I know that your life was touched. If you want to know more about us or to make a tax-deductible donation, please check us out at AwakeningTheNations.com. That's AwakeningTheNations.com. See you next time.